Hi, everyone. My name is Aparna, and I'm with Raksha, and I'm here with my colleague. Hi, everyone. I'm Aya, also from Raksha. And we want to have some conversations on consent. So to start us off, you know, why is it important to have conversations of consent, but also for us to talk about what is consent. So we hope you'll listen and think about, you know, our end goal of creating a culture of consent. So Aya, what is consent? I like to think of the uh, acronym FRIES, freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. So all these factors kind of need to come, come together for consent to be given or accepted. So when we talk about consent, I mean, what we want to talk about is consent as a tool of prevention. So when we have conversations with our families about consent, how can it be a tool of prevention? Yeah, it's definitely considered a significant tool because the lack of consent for a sexual act or for anything can really is is what causes it to be a sexual act. And I think, you know, what we don't often talk about is, you know, once we start talking to kids about consent, whether it's, um, you know, little things of touching or hugs or anything around picture taking, when we start having those conversations early, then kids know that they have permission to say no, right? And so when something's wrong, they'll feel more comfortable talking about it. So I think when we talk about consent, you know, and we teach our families about consent and give them permission to consent, then it, it changes. That really leads into creating a culture of consent. So what does that mean to you when we say we create a culture of consent? I agree. I definitely think it starts in our families. It starts with kind of the simple things that we say, even when we're not really aware of what someone's going through. So it starts in our families when we start blaming someone for what they wear, for example, or when we um, are critical about the things that they might do or the behaviors that they engage in. So all that kind of creates this victim shaming kind of culture. And so we need to be mindful of those kind of messages that we say amongst our family and friends. And then even what we're doing, like if we hear in our family, you know, oh, that girl was drinking too much, so she deserves it. Do you think kids are going to feel comfortable coming to their parents when something happens? Are they going to feel comfortable talking about, because they might be afraid that you'll blame them. And that's why it's so important that we, you know, talk about this, but also create cultures where consent is talked about, examples are given, and that we continue to create a space where, you know, our kids can come to us or our friends or our family members and know that they can tell us what happened to them and that we're not going to judge them. Because I feel like, you know, I think about our culture where, you know, folks have blamed cell phones, they blame Chinese food. These are politicians, right? And that creates a culture that really is not supportive of consent. We definitely want to call out those behaviors. We definitely want to encourage our leaders and our friends and our families to be really aware of the messages, the subliminal messages that they're sending to whoever it is that they're, that, that they're speaking to because that only discourages people from speaking out. Thanks for having this conversation with me, Aya. I think it's so important that we get our community to have these conversations and to continue to talk to their families, but then also make change in the community so that we can truly have cultures of consent. Absolutely. And it starts small and it starts with us. And so hopefully the more conversations we have, the, the better we can expect from our family and friends. And, you know, hopefully we will change and create a shift with this culture. Thanks, everyone.